Happy Thanksgiving. Speaking of people that just show up and throw things into chaos, yeah. you know. Go Here on. we are trying to do our podcast and you show up in short shorts. Uh, yeah. I don't show up in short shorts. I was at the gym exercising because I'm a those 50 are, year old man. Do you think those are appropriate length shorts to be wearing to the gym? <laughs> do I have a dress code there? You there, there should be a dress code. <laughs> if you were at Concordia right now, you would be sent home. I can see upper. Th- I can see the, white. What's the arm rule? If you yes, it has to go past your fingers. Ah, see, <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Not on the side. Not on the V cut up. <laughs> I'm seeing no. white on the upper thigh. Dude, you wear those to the gym? Yeah, they're 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 gym shorts. Does anybody ask you to please dress appropriately? 1992. New York Knickerbockers <laughs> basketball baby. uniform. I'd love to see you in those, though. <laughs> That's what I wear. They look like culottes. <laughs> they're capris. <laughs> Not capris. No, because they're baggy. What's a, is that what a culotte is? Culotte's like a, lo- like a woman's pant that's long, but yeah. baggy, so baggy that like they almost look like... Bigger than that, they almost look like a... Like, if you're just standing there, they could look like a skirt. Hi, Brady. Hey. How's it going? Good. Good to be here. Brady, what do you think of Aaron's shorts? Uh, I mean, they're a little shorter than what I would probably wear. <laughs> <laughs> when even Brady disses your shorts. Dude, I have shorter <laughs> shorts than this. Prove it. I'll be right back. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Hey, you know when you got it, flaunt it. Okay. Hey, you know what? Last week I had a crazy drive out here. And th- this week I had a crazy drive out here. <laughs> did you hear about what happened? Well, I'm sure you I did. did yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, tell. A high school kid right outside of our house, like right next to our house, mm-hmm. his driving his pickup truck and his front tire just falls off. Whoa. And he like runs over it. It's like under the truck. <laughs> That's like right outside our house. <laughs> Joe, like, is taking the kids. She's like, uh, hun, go outside. <laughs> like, go outside. That's why his little kid's just sitting in the middle of the road. Just, mm-hmm. he he's down his front left tire. It's underneath the car. And, of course, she didn't oh send you gosh. out there. She didn't send you out there to help. Because, clearly, what would you do? Well, my dad's here. So, yeah, we went out there. <laughs> I was like, Dad, what, what should that what kid should do? What should we do? <laughs> and Dad was like, that tire's off there's nothing to do the whole wheel came off yeah was he like like i'm talking about angle? the the entire tire was under the car like it, it's literally like the tire fell like off and he ran over the street. it yeah oh my gosh. yeah so like then when i was trying to leave the tow truck was there trying to you know, like get them all hooked up so i had to like drive up so the, the whole wheel came off is what you're saying sorry wheel yes correct the whole wheel. I've seen that before. And it's like, how does that happen? Right. Got to tighten those lugs. Right. Yeah, right. Right. <clears throat> I, yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm trying to, maybe something snapped or something. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it so, buckled yeah. under. Hmm. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, what was the tread like on those tires? I have new tires, sir. <laughs> have you not gone seen my new tires? Hold on, Elizabeth. I'm coming. <laughs> I have new tires. You do? Bridgestones, baby. Nice. Bridgestones. 60,000 mile all weather. Bridgestone. Aren't those the ones that were on the Ford Explorers that kept exploding? Bridgestone. They were on the sale. The tires were exploding? Google that. They, had, they said it was a fire sale, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Explosive deals today. <laughs> These deals will blow your mind. <laughs> so yeah, nice. So I'm roll, rolling on Dude, new tires. There's something about new tires when you get new new shoes on, man. Uh, it's like you're riding up. Oh, well, that car's like grippy. Right yeah. up high too. Like, don't you feel yeah. like instantly like your whole car got taller? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've noticed how grippy they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking those turns. Yeah. Like it handles on, like it's on rails. Like it's on rails? Yeah. Zoom! It's a little NASCAR. It is a little, it is a NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So. Brady needs tires because we were sliding yesterday. We were sliding a little bit yesterday. What? Yeah. yeah. In the rain? Need to put some sandbags well, in the back or that's something. That's because it was <clears throat> rainy. It was, it was, and you were in rear wheel slick. drive. Yeah. 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 You don't need new tires. Your tires are fine. Don't let him bully he'll, you. He'll tell you all about your car. <laughs> don't let him bully you. He's, he tends to oh, do that. Oh, I'm the tire bully around here? <laughs> no, just the bully. Uh-huh. From the bully pulpit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how's your all's weekend? Brady, how was your weekend? It was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, to watch the football game on Saturday. You did watch? Husker night game. That's kind of always fun. But, yeah. I mean... Could have gone better. Did you say watching the Husker game was fun? Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, first I quarter, did think it was Purdy fun did to see better. some quarterback play. Yeah. First quarter was, and no first quarter was good. I like, think I was... think he's got potential. Oh, yeah. And he's got the bloodlines. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think. Probably still need to add a transfer in the offseason. Oh, you got to have competition. But, I yeah. mean, at least there's somebody somebody there that's. I'm calling it right work, now. I think they upset there. Iowa. Okay. They're favored. I saw. Are you joking? No, it just switched over. Oh. Yeah, I just read oh, that last Oh, that's night. bad. Never mind. I was going to take that personal. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. We're going to get our... See, I thought Iowa would come in. Off. They've already got Indianapolis set. You know, they're going, and it's a early game on Friday. Because <clears throat> no matter what, they go, right? Yeah, they're, they're going like to Indianapolis no matter it, what. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to get our tires blown off on Friday. <laughs> Defense is going to be jacked, though. <laughs> And if yeah, Purdy can yeah. do, if Purdy can just, you know, yeah. make some plays. Mm-hmm. But I was impressed. That was the first time in a little while that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a legit throw. Like that, mm-hmm. I mean, he made a couple throws that I was like, okay, that, yeah. Yeah. that was a good throw. It's just yeah. good to see him scramble too. Yeah, he, know? yeah. That's the kind of quarterback play I like. Yeah, like, like Dobbs, you know, the kid that came in yeah. um, for the Vikings here, um, like on three days notice. And mm. yeah, that's been a cool story. Yeah. It's been really cool. But he, you know, just like the ability to get out of the pocket and, mm-hmm. and, and run because that just changes everything. You know, Mahomes does that so well. And then his receivers react to it because it's mm-hmm. like a free for all. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's like schoolyard football. It's like, who's going to get yep. open, yep. you know? And so you still have to cover your receiver, but now he's, <laughs> he's running in the free in the, right. in, yeah. the, in the open field. So yeah. yeah How was youth gathering? <clears throat> it was it was really good. Yeah. Uh, the uh, um, Nebraska high school youth gathering was this weekend, and I went. Um, we had a great group of kids. Uh, it, it it just makes me proud as a pastor. Like um, multiple other youth leaders were like, "Wow, your group like during the Bible sessions all had their Bibles out and were taking mm, notes." Awesome. And, and it's like, <clears throat> yeah, like you know, like we try and. Teach them, you know, like we're here for a reason. Let's learn something. Let's teach, let's engage, you know. And, well. and so, and then I taught a couple sessions, and so that was good. Mm-hmm. I I was on a panel where they were allowed to ask anything. That <laughs> got that got pretty interesting. Where do so, babies come from, Pastor? No, we didn't get that one, but I mean, we got into. I mean, there was lots of you know adult themed questions. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start getting into the LGBTQ plus, of course, with that age group and the trans, you know, a lot, you know, of how to handle all that and gender identity. And but then got into some pornography and uh, discussion. Correct. You didn't get into pornography. No, we we got into that discussion. But then it even turned into like, why are there not female pastors? And I mean, it was it was wide ranging. And they were who was asking that women or men, boys or girls? Girls, I like, how dare you? Well, it's all anonymous, but I'm sure it was <laughs> oh, the girls. <laughs> yeah. So how dare you? Who asked that question? Yeah. Be stand up and be heard. Yeah. So it not was in church though. And uh, yeah, and then led a Bible study, and so that was. Pretty's got instant regrets. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yeah. Aaron's a wild card. You just you can't. How was your weekend, Aaron? Uh, you know, just enjoying the nice, uh, still pretty nice weather, and keep these shorty shorts on and get some sun on the legs. We bought a puppy. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that? Well, the whole story is, um, I have it in my head, and they don't listen, so it's totally cool. I can talk about them all I want. My in-laws. <clears throat> I have in my head that they need 
some companionship. And when we lived with them for like six months, they really started to like fall in love with Baxter, which is understandable because Baxter is very lovable. And so I got in my head, I was like, you know what? They need a puppy and they need a puppy kind of like him, you know? And so I said, well, let's get one and then we'll, we'll keep it in the early stages and train it up and let Baxter sort of like help it along and everything. And then when, <clears throat> when the puppy's pretty, you know, good and settled and, and, and trained, then we can give, give it to them. You're going to raise a puppy and then take it away from your kids and give it to somebody else? My kids are fine. That was the idea. And then that idea, that idea went south. Because <laughs> everybody told me, like, that's a terrible idea, you know. And um, so you, they weren't asking for a puppy. No. You were going to surprise them with a puppy yeah. that you already owned and then were giving to them. It was going to be like a Christmas thing, right? So You have no problem giving dogs away, do you? No. <laughs> dogs, kids. You know. So that was the idea. And then, you know, it, it was basically like, that's a terrible idea. You can't do that. And then, so, but then the ship had sailed, like Sarah, or the ship, no, the, the train had left the station. Sarah said, well, let's just go look at them. Oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. So we went out, looked at them, and uh, brought her home. Yeah, brought her home Saturday. You said the kids are fond of it. Uh, yeah, they are. Yesterday it was a little different. Like Leah came down at ten thirty, and she's like, "I'm trying to do my homework." She's she won't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, all right." She's little. She can make it up the stairs. Did you see her? Yeah. She actually, no, they take her upstairs. She oh, sleeps okay. up with them. But she, uh, she got up all the way up the stairs except for the very last one. Okay. This morning. Mm. I was so. gonna say that that's quite a jump. Mm-hmm. It's two pounds. Yeah. Two pounds? Two pounds. Oh, like... That's yeah. all? Yeah. Two she pounds of... She's bigger than that on the video. She's she like a... as big as Baxter on the video. No. No. Oh, wow. No, she's... she's. You haven't gone in to see her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, she's she's tiny and terrifying. <clears throat> she's like a hurricane of fingernails and teeth. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's chewy. She's mean. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's... I would say she's mean, but she's like... She's like a honey badger. She has no fear whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She'll just be like sitting there like looking at y'all cute. And then like a flying rabid squirrel just like attack your face. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, because we needed something else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we got going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got some family in town, do you? Yep. Oh, yep. nice. Parents got in yesterday. Oh. In for the week. Daryl. Yep. Came in yesterday, huh? Yeah, I told him that you bumped him off the podcast because you wanted Brady. <laughs> I wanted I wanted all of us. It took us 30 minutes to figure out the camera angles for the three of us. What would it have it did taken not take for four? 30 minutes to get the camera angles. <sighs> <sighs> Brady, you look stunning today, by the way. Oh, great. If I may say so. Well, the lighting. That's helps. because he has natural lighting. So, yeah, but... And you put all these... You have natural lighting too. No, I got this big spotlight it's not even on, me. on you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brady. Hey, Brady. Thought you did a great job this oh, Sunday. Wow. <clears throat> Thank you. So, Thank you. walk us through it. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, where where do we begin? Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I thought it, I thought it went. I I don't know if this is where to to start or not, but. Um, I think just that whole uh, process of preaching, I think, has been really uh, interesting to kind of to get into. I I think every time I do it, I'm kind of amazed that I'm even up there because as I was as a kid, I was just extremely shy. Like I hated the thought of talking about myself. Still do sometimes, um, often, but I think um, just very thankful that God's given me the opportunity to to be able to. To share share his word, I guess. I hope I'm able to do that to some extent. But um, and, and it was a, it was a cool series to jump into. I really like the idea of walking through the the book of Matthew and just spending some time to really dive deep. It's kind of funny because our our men's Bible study on Tuesday morning we're just finishing up Matthew, and so now we're going to jump right back into it. And I'm kind of excited to see just how 
just the different things that stick out going through it as a sermon series versus having gone through it as a, as a Bible study. And um, already there's some really, really cool things to, that we're pulling out of it. So I think it'll be really cool. So, yeah. And Jacob. And Jacob, yeah. And I think that's, I appreciate the, the series just because it's, when you read Matthew, you read one word, you read a name. Right. But then there's a whole a whole topic that comes out of all of them. And each of those characters has an incredible story to tell. Um, God has told a part of his story through them. And I think it really resonates and relates to, I know the first two sermons really resonated and, and related to, to me. And I think just from what other people I've heard people say. So Yeah, well, some of the feedback did some people come back with like, Oh, we got drama in our house. <laughs> yeah, did you get actually, some of that? Several people, and, and I think yeah. a lot. I think a lot of people. I, I didn't know which part would maybe connect, but the the story about yelling at my kids was what, what <laughs> a lot of people came up like. Oh, I, thank you for saying that because I've been there too. You know, it was just. Oh yeah, that was kind of kind of fun to. Um, and, and I think for me too. Um, I don't know if this connected with anybody, but it was kind of a different way, I guess, that I viewed the story of Jacob and Esau before, just for my own study as I was going through it, just to kind of think about who they were as men, different from each other. And I think you always hear about, oh, Jacob's the one that cheats and and stuff, but just to kind of maybe dive a little deeper into the dynamics that may have taken place over their lives. Scripture leaves a bit out there, and so I hope I wasn't taking too many liberties, but, but that was just kind of the story that seemed to be unfolding. Well, and I, I thought so. you did a good job of kind of, because I think when you hear that story, you always think of Esau as the victim, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. yeah, Jacob is the kind of golden boy that gets, gets mm-hmm. all the blessing and stuff like that. But like you read that through and you're like, he, he kind of, Jacob's not the hero of this story, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. um, but then I, I thought you did an interesting job of pointing out like all the things that Esau did that showed like. He had no concern for his birthright, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, just to yeah. give it away, like he, he took that responsibility so lightly, mm-hmm. um, that he, you know, married the two women and, you know, just did his own mm-hmm. thing and very, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely you can extrapolate out of that and see like his personality of just, yeah. and I think sometimes you see that of just kind of the, the dad's favorite, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm going to take over the business. I got mm-hmm. everything. I don't have to try. I don't, right. you know, right. like yes. we yeah. see that today, yeah. you know, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, like I, um, Oh, I shouldn't say too much. There's someone that is a friend of one of my family members whose dad had like a, a giant empire, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and this guy just like did nothing and just got to take it over. And actually ran it into the ground, you know, yeah. like, but, uh, yeah. um, and you, you, but you see this today, like of just the, the guy that, you know, yeah, absolutely. just gets to ride the coattails of somebody. And, mm-hmm. and so it was interesting kind of putting, cause, cause that's what I love is, you know, that's 3000 years ago four close to 4,000 years ago. Yeah. And yet we see the same dynamics today. And then we have the younger son who, with all he has, wants that position, wants that chance, wants all that, and is yeah. coveting. And you know, mommy loves him instead. And because yeah. um, I, I think I think favoritism, man, that really that does damage in families. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, like to an extent, I, I experienced that in my own house. You know, I think when you have a blended house, sometimes that happens. You know that you know, like my stepmom was obviously more connected to her daughter Mm -hmm. and my dad, you know, connected to me. And, and then in my other house, you know, like, uh, my half sister, you know, and, and I think it was hard because I was at both houses. So I was, I would spend time at both house and Mm -hmm. come into one and feel like, you know, okay. You know, I've missed out on, you know, the last five days. And so like life goes on without me and, you know, then I go back to that house and I missed out on the weekend. And so, you know, like, Um, and so I, I think, I think everybody probably at some <clears throat> level thinks, cause I, I, I take my own four kids right now. They all think like, Oh, you're, you're easy on that one. And you're, and it's like, <laughs> no, I am not. I am, I am equal to all of you, you know? Right, and yeah, yeah. So, but speaking of which daughter's your favorite? <laughs> Do they listen to the pod? No, and that's no, no. All right, how about that's it? Interesting. I've actually thought this question through, and I, I honestly don't think I could answer that. Like, I mean, and I'm not just like being political here either. Like, they each have their own 
like things that I love about mm-hmm. them, and they each have their own things that frustrate me about them. But mm-hmm. but like yeah, I I really can't could not say that I preferred one to the other. Like, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not like intentionally mm-hmm. like trying to say that, but yeah, like they just both have. What would Allison say? Would Allison like who say her you favorite have a favorite? Is, that I have a favorite? Um, Interesting question. Yeah, I like this question. Because see, I would say the same, but Joe yeah. would say that I have a favorite, and I would say she has a favorite. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have that conversation. And neither one of us are intentionally, you know, like we mm-hmm. don't. But I, yeah. I would, I would say each of us have once <laughs> or twice called out the other of like, "Hey, you're being soft on that one." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so that's a question for you guys. Having, I just, we just have two. Yeah, four and five. You oh, know, Aaron like, definitely has favorites because last week he said he'd only take some of them to Mars. To Mars. I was saying, does that get harder as you add more to be even across the board? No, like, no, it's um, not not for <clears throat> me, not for me at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they go through phases, you know. And you think about like in in our situation again, a blended family, <clears throat> but we have one out out of the house, married, mm-hmm. pregnant. And that's sta- you know that stage of life, we've got a, a college kid, we've got a high school kid and a middle school kid and mm. an elementary kid, so they're all in these pretty different phases of life. Wow, so it's kind incredible. of fun to mm-hmm. you know to to take in um, that with with each and and you know boys and girls too like mm-hmm. um, you know you can you can mix it up a little bit, you know with Kayla and Leah and I've talked to to you about this several times but they're close in age. So they're, they're like in similar phase of life, but they're so different. Those two girls are so, so different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and what I appreciate, appreciated about them is their relationship with one another and how they team up against me. So like, I'll have a very legitimate claim against one of them, you know, like one of them's messed up, you know? And the other one, full well knowing that I'm in the right, will team up with her sister against me. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> and then they get mom. That's a whole, that's a whole other pack of, pack of peanuts. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely have favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, and, and, and I'm, I'm tongue in cheek on that. I, it, it changes, it changes almost daily. Um, based on just some of the interactions that we're allowed to have. And I'm blessed too, because I get to coach them, you know, I've coached them all. And so, you know, in, in any particular season, you know, one of them may not like me very much because I'm their coach, you know, and, and and that's, that's kind of a, an interesting interaction and, and relationship, um, when you're coaching them and their, and their classmates and their teammates and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean it, it's it, it definitely bounces, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think, and I think that's okay. Like you, lo- you always love love them, and, uh, and and you love them equally. You don't like them equally though, and there's no way that my parents liked us equally. Yeah, consistently. Point, yeah. Like your sister is the golden child, and we, you know, like she's our favorite. That like that, it it bounced, it bounced around. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think I was sensitive to favoritism, and so I I do my best to try and keep it um, as balanced as possible. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think in having four, um, you tend to find, uh, or I I intentionally try and find things to connect with each one that can be our thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so like I have that with each one of them, like something that we connect on that's just us, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I do think as they get into different stages, they, you know, they lean more on mom than you. I mean, you'll, you'll Mm -hmm. see, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so you, you know, they have that time to connect and you're connecting more with a different one. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think when you're, I mean, the Bible just gives us a very quick snippet of like, she loved him. He loved her. You know, like, um, but I think there's a lot of people, and I mean, like, we're talking about adults in their 50s that still have wounds mm-hmm. from this kind of stuff. And, and, and it breaks it breaks relationships between siblings. It really does. <laughs> right. Brady and I were, <laughs> before you got here, because you were late. Um, Brady I was and I late? Were, I was right on time. Brady and I were. 9.30. Mm-hmm. I rolled if in If you're at early, you're on time. 
Thank you, Brady. <laughs> hey, were you on time ready? Yeah. No, we were still doing. How can actually, I be on time ready when you're not here to sound check? I was here before Aaron. He was. <laughs> I was lifting weights and riding bikes in my short shorts. Good for you. Uh, yeah, when Brady <laughs> Brady came in, I was like working on his camera angle, you know, and yeah. <laughs> And I was like, got to have the right tool for the job. You know, you got to have the right tool for the job. And it made me think of my dad. My dad used to say it all the time. He's like, got to have the right tool for the job, you know. And like he, he'd be out trying to fix his brakes, you know. And he's like, come on, you're going to come help me fix the brakes on the car. And I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> it always ended the same. He would get so far on a project, like a car project or a house project. And then he'd get stuck because you had to have a specific tool that they that the only tool that can do this this piece of it this little piece and it's not a common tool and the tool is more expensive than the entire project you know and then he loses mind <laughs> so we'd be like halfway through and cars torn apart and no tool to fix it see that's why i don't do any of that yeah same but he was yeah. like then he loses <laughs> so mind he's like wow oh, i can't believe they do this you know and then i said to brady i was like and this is why i am the way i am <laughs> Answered a lot of questions for me. Yeah, so he was like, "I've been wondering about this <laughs> quietly, yeah. mm-hmm. quietly wondering." <laughs> but it's true. I mean, people do carry uh, carry those things with them. And mm-hmm. and and Sarah and I've had this conversation. <clears throat> at what point in time do you say, "Okay, you you had a really really rough upbringing. You had like." traumatic experiences and circumstances and tragic things going on. But at what point in time do you say, okay, I can't use this as a crutch or as an excuse to behave in a certain way or, or make horrible choices now. Like we all recognize that, that you didn't have, um, like maybe it wasn't a silver spoon circumstance or, um, you know, like a, an intact family, uh, whatever it is. But at what point in time you're like, okay, well, I got to stop using that as an excuse and I got to, I got to want better for myself and for, you know, for my family as well. I can't, you know, repeat the mistakes or, or, uh, you know, make the same bad choices maybe. And that's, that's a really tough, tough thing because you still have the wounds, mm-hmm. you know, you still have, have the, the memory and the history of all that. Um, and I, I would say to you guys, you know, like you meet with, with people all the time that are still carrying that stuff. And how do you gently urge them to, you know, to like shutter that and, and move past it? And how, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's challenging stuff, especially when it's family. When it's family, mm-hmm. um, you know, family interactions, relationships, brokenness, harm, um, pain, hurt. Um, how do you reconcile that so that you can move forward and, and, um, I don't know. It's tough. Mm. I, I, and when we're in those counseling situations, I, I think the thing you have to focus on, um, is, is twofold. One that, yeah, you can't keep using that as an excuse that you need to heal from it. Cause some people want to hold on to that stuff. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, like are just stuck, you know, right. and, and you got to talk about like, in one generation, things can change. Like you could be, you could be the linchpin that that changes mm-hmm. the entire trajectory of your your generations to come. Like you know, I think of my dad. You know, the way he grew up. You know, in a home with lots of neglect, and I mean, there were times that there was zero food in the house, where nobody was there to like even see what was happening. You know, and um, and uh, uh, in in one generation, he was like, not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I grew up in a very stable home, you know, and, and, um, and that can have impacts for generations to come, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think, yeah, the thing you focus on is kind of where, where Brady went with the sermon is the power to, to heal and the power to forgive and the power to move on doesn't come from you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest <clears throat> challenge is everything in the mm-hmm. world is like, well, you have to find this inside of you. You have to find it in your heart to forgive. You have to find it in get. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if that were possible, everyone would do you that. Be doing it. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you, if you could do it yourself, you would do it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't need mm-hmm. everyone's help. And that's why it has to come outside of you because, because there is nothing inside of you that wants to forgive or to move on or to heal or to let go. Mm-hmm. Like everything inside of you is like, no, I remember I relive. I, 
I want revenge. I want justice. I want to hold this against them. I want to, you know, remember this 20 years later and, Mm -hmm. you know, like spit in their food before they eat at Thanksgiving, (laughs) you know, like, um, and, and that's where, you know, Brady, you went with the sermon was, uh, well, go ahead, like kind of take the next step and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's very true that it was all, all God at work to, to change their hearts. And, and I mean, I think it's just interesting how the Bible just so often, all of a sudden you're in a new chapter and like 20 years have passed by. And I think it'd be interesting to know what, like you get a little bit of the backstory on Jacob of like, he was doing, you know, cheating his uncle, his uncle was cheating him. And, and, but we don't really know what happened to Esau during those 20 years. And like, what, what was the process of their hearts changing? Did it take that entire 20 years? It wasn't like God snapped his, and it was just in a second they were changed. Like it still took time. I imagine there was a lot of soul search, a lot of work that they had to do to kind of get to that point. Life experience kind of shifted them that way. But, um, but yeah, definitely the power of God to work through that. But something else, just as you were saying, that kind of came to mind. Just just with this sermon series in general, like we're looking at the genealogy of Jesus and we're seeing all these different names listed. But all, and I feel like it just all kind of points to, though, towards the bigger story that's being told as the Messiah was coming. Like all of it fits into this bigger story. And, and I think with those situations, I don't know if that's helpful for people, but I think it could be valuable to kind of step back and say, like, this is my story, but it's actually part of something much, much bigger going on. Like, you kind of step back, and, and I don't know if Jacob and Esau ever came to that realization, but they knew the prophecies. Like, they knew how that was all, that they were part of that line. I mean, Jacob, at least, is part of that line of the Messiah. And so I think at some point, you kind of step back and realize, you know, this this story if impacts me. I'm part of it, but there's something much bigger being told and um, I can maybe give some freedom to be able to step back and let go of some things maybe. I, I don't know, but I think, but at the end of the day, right, we trust in, in God and, and rely on him and have hope in him that, that that change can happen in our own hearts and the hearts of others um, to maybe bring about that, that reconciliation, that healing. Um, I, I, do think, <clears throat> I do think there's power, obviously, in, in the Holy Spirit. Um, to change hearts and minds because when, I mean, like I, and I've talked about this before, you know, I can, I can get fired up about something pretty quick, you know, like I, I can get myself all worked up and, and it's not something I I like about myself, but I'm a plotter, you know, like the second I get wrong, (laughs) the second I get wrong, like, I don't, I don't think like what would be an appropriate response? Like my immediate thought is go for the jugular like drop the A-bomb, like what, it, how do I crush mm. this person? Like that, mm-hmm. and that's just my own sinful self. When I get wronged, I get, I get brutally mean and think, how do I crush this person? Like, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to make them pay big time, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and obviously through, <laughs> cause that's not how I'm supposed to respond. <laughs> um, obviously through like, cause there's times where my beautiful, wonderful wife, you know, I'll be talking to her and I'm like worked up about something, you know, like some parent, you know, did, you know, mm-hmm. told the, or some kid did something to my kid. And, and I'm like, I'm going to call that parent. I'm going to, and she's oh, yeah. like, we're not going to do that tonight. You know, like we're not sleep on that, you know, and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll stop. And, you know, at, at night when I'm praying, be like, God, you know, like I want justice and I want, you know, like, I, and I just kind of give that to him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my heart, you know, I want to get them back. You know, I want them to pay. Um, and, you know, I'm giving this to you, God. Like, I, I, I don't want to do something that's going to, you know, hurt, hurt my, my reputation or hurt my, my my job or hurt my, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to handle this in a way you would want me to handle it. Yeah. And I go to sleep on it and it's amazing how many times in the morning, like my heart has changed and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like we'll let it go. Or well, I'll just say this one little thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, mm-hmm. um, I do think if you want it, if you, if you, if you actually want to be changed, I, I, I and, and, you know, through the power of prayer and through the power of biting your tongue, you know, Mm -hmm. how many times does Proverbs tell you to hold your tongue, you know, like, um, and I think if you can get the self-control to not, not react in that impulse, um, God, God can change your heart and Mm -hmm. soften things. And yeah, there's times I wake up in the morning and I'm like, well, actually, you know what? 
I got a better idea. Mm-hmm. Like, rather than, you know, crush, you yeah. know, like, I actually think if I just talk to him about this, this way, like, it'll yeah. work. I think so, it's also, you know, you can think about the, <clears throat> the outcomes. And that is to say, um, <sighs> what, what good is it going to be if you go nuclear right. on somebody? Like, how do you expect them mm-hmm. to respond? Oh, you're right. No, I mean, they're going to come right back at, at you nine times out of ten. I've they're going to come back in the same way. Handle that. Huh? I've got the retaliation plot ready. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. Okay. Detail. Detail. That's interesting. I think if, I think of it in those terms, like just what you know, what the possible outcome is. And I and I and I talk to my kids about this a lot when they, especially when they have issues with other, with kids at school or their siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are, what are you looking to accomplish here? Because if you go too strong at them, the possibility is that they're gonna probably respond in a negative way, and it's just gonna like keep mm-hmm. going, keep going, keep going. That's number one. The other thing is like we we know what forgiveness looks like, and that is who, if you're carrying carrying something around against somebody or you know like anger or or and you're not forgiving them, not letting it go, you're the one that's being damaged mm-hmm. by that. Yep. You know, especially right. especially if you're not dealing with it. So you know, you said, Hey, I'm going to go right out tonight. And she's like, no, you're not just like, you know, go to sleep on that. And then you wake up and, you, and your heart is softened and maybe you don't say anything to them at all. Maybe you know, like, yeah. And, and they're just com- completely unaware, but you're now at mm-hmm. peace with it as opposed to like just eating you inside. That's not good for you either. No. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your, well, your body. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I think sometimes, you know, when it comes to family, that's the hard part is when it's someone in society or a friend or a neighbor, like you don't have to see them. You don't have to be mm-hmm. around them. But when it's family, like that's unavoidable. Yeah. And so, yeah, you get yourself all worked up and, and you know, <clears throat> get everything all, you know, um, all worked up. And, uh, and yet the reality is, is like you can... Because then the other part of it is, you know, like you, you read in the Bible where it says, you know, like if you're kind to them, you, you heap burning coals upon their head. You know, like mm-hmm. if you show kindness to them and stuff like that. <laughs> and so you can even be kind with the wrong motives. Right. Because there are people that read that and go, ha, ah, see, that's how, that's how I get them back. I'm just going to act so kind to them and it's going to eat at them. Like your yeah. heart is still not yeah. there. Right. Like your heart is still not there. Like in that verse, it's talking about genuinely, like mm-hmm. I've let it go. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to fight back. I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to. And then all of a sudden that, that will heap burning mm-hmm. coals upon their head, but it's not going to happen when you're trying to be fake, you know, right. like, yeah. um, I think God's just saying like, look, I'll get justice. I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. I got your back, but like, I'm asking you to forgive mm-hmm. because, and I think that was what you pointed out so well in the ser- sermon was you know, both Jacob and Esau came to the table and it took 20 years, mm-hmm. but right. they, they were, I, I think you put it, they were racing each other to forget, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. they were, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it was like, no, 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 let me go first. No, 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 let me go first. Like, you know, like just, you know. It made me think of that scene from The Office where Andy mm-hmm. and Dwight are like yes. <laughs> arguing about who's going to. Well, you'll just owe me. Let me get that for you. Yeah. 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 No, you owe me one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, I guess it's, it's. I, it's easy in this picture too because both of them were willing, but in real life, it's not always going to play out right. that way. Like right. the other person's not always going to be racing to forgive you, yeah. mm-hmm. and the other person's not always going to be racing to say I'm sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the ideal of what you hope, but I don't know. But what a beautiful picture of what it could be when both right. parties are. I think that's what God's when you desire to share. the relationship more than what each of you gets out of it. I guess right. I, I don't know if that's part of right. it too, but. Like, yeah. As far as it depends on you, <clears throat> yeah, peace right, with one yes, another. yes, and yeah. I think that's the heart that comes into it. Is as far as it depends on me, I'm I'm going all in, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm willing to forgive. And you know what's hysterical is sometimes I'll get into these, and I don't mean to make light of this, you know, because people are pouring out their hearts and counseling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can always tell when it's dumb because you'll be like, so yeah. what? What started it? 
And they're like, oh, I, well. I can't even remember at this point. And it's like, <laughs> yes, you do. It was like, mm-hmm. she took my blank, yeah. you know, right, and right. when we were seven. And then at 14, she, you know, like, and yeah. it's dumb <laughs> stuff. But that stuff, that stuff happens, like, right. in every, like, especially around the holidays, you think about it. You know, we were talking about having, you know, we're in town for Thanksgiving this year. And, and um, you know, we invited our in-laws and we invited, you know, elves. I and thought then, you were coming to my house. Oh, jeez. So, Are you not coming over? I'll be there. What are you talking about? We, we, like, literally bought food. I told Joe you were coming. Just me? No, I said you guys. Yeah, the whole family. We'll be there. <clears throat> Joe has bought food. Are you not coming? Yeah, it is, this guy. <laughs> you made me feel bad because I said you could come, and then I took it back, and then you made me feel bad. Because I didn't think you were going to come. This is a really, Brady, I'm glad that you're here for this. <laughs> I think, I think you guys really need good some example. reconciliation. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're inviting your family here and you're not coming. Well, I'll pass that along. So the point of the... <laughs> so we invited, you know, because it's just us here and, and um, in Madison and, and Caleb are going to be in town they were going to be here, but they're like, ah, actually, I think we're going to go to, I think we're going to go to Deb's, you know, yeah. and, and, oh, you know, that like everybody's kind of like uptight about it. And my in-laws are like, oh, well, your brother's, you know, my brother-in-law, they invited us over to their house for their Thanksgiving and we're just not sure. We just don't want to upset anybody. And it's like, it's fine. Then, yeah, as far as it depends mm-hmm. on me, I'm not going to be the one that's going to hold on. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I mean, we want to, like, the, the point of the matter is, like, we want to see you, we want to spend time together, but we can still do that. It doesn't have to be, well, it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So you... Dinner is at one o'clock. You don't have anyone coming over? My mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be, a, we'll be a plus one. You're not coming. She's coming, too. I absolutely <laughs> am coming. And we're going to watch football. And I'm bringing a recorder, and I'm going to talk with Daryl. And I'm oh, I thought you meant the, the musical recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Entertain everybody. <laughs> no, man. Like it's going to be Daryl and me watching football together. We don't just... watch football on Thanksgiving. <clears throat> yeah, right. We don't. We we do. We go through, and each person we say what we're thankful for for them. And well, how long does that take? <laughs> oh, it takes a while because we tell stories and we yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, and then we... <laughs> what? Yeah, you're right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Got to break the wishbone. <laughs> yeah, we have all kinds of family on. traditions. <laughs> Pin the beak on the turkey. Pin the beak. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you thinking about what a turkey's mouth looks <laughs> like? That's a thing called. <laughs> no. Pin the beak on the turkey. I'm thinking of all the games we play, you know, like, yeah. We, we spend time with family, yeah. Ew. I don't know if I'm buying it. That's what Thanksgiving's about? That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. you do that like, you know, mm-hmm. at dinner. <laughs> and then you disperse. And the women folk go in and clean up the kitchen <laughs> and the men watch football. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, that's how your family goes, huh? Yeah. No, we all do dishes Maybe together. Maybe that's why like coming big, over. Yeah, big family <laughs> line. <laughs> like... What, it assembly like, line? Yeah, like the kids want, and then we pass the dish and Your kids dry wash dishes? It. Yeah, we do like a whole thing together. It's really sweet. But is the TV on? No. Huh. Not for the whole day. <laughs> wow. It's Thanksgiving. He, so you're not coming? He's, he's fibbing. I'm not no fun buying this. Yeah, he's fibbing. So you're not coming? You can't. You can't. I talked you out of it? <laughs> this is <just> right. <laughs> Joe's like, whatever you do, please talk him out of it. She was. She's well, the last time we had you over, your son tried to make himself a porcupine. Yeah, he was, uh, what, two? <laughs> that was the last that time, was the last time you over. had us over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Lawsuit's still pending. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went outside to our fence. It just makes me cringe to say it. Oh. And he took his hands at the top of our fence and... Oh. Oh, drug them oh down our gosh. fence. Oh I mean, what was it? 50 splinters? More than that. Oof. And he like, oh my gosh. Did he 
Did it hurt him? Or oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He came in, and his hands were, like, just shredded. And Amanda Reiser and, and um, Joe. Summer Han and Joe yeah. sat there and just, like, Plick. yeah, plucked him out. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's still scarred to this day. <laughs> That's Where why they, they haven't come. Yeah. Yeah. You watch football on Thanksgiving. Stop it. <laughs> Quit lying to the people. You're supposed to tell the truth. I'm supposed to talk you out of coming. <laughs> you don't want me. You want me to come. I want you to come. Yes, I'm fun. Of course I do. Yeah, bring the puppies. Yeah, yeah. Maddie would love that. She wouldn't. <laughs> she would. <laughs> she wouldn't. I can assure you that. Does Baxter like? Being around other dogs, he's back. Kind of like... Baxter um, hates other dogs with a like because I'm not sure that he knows he is a dog, uh, which I think is a, is a common thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when he sees other dogs, he's like, "I don't know what that thing. I'm gonna murder that thing," you know. <laughs> uh, he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been really. He's a good dog, so like he's been, he's been super super patient with her and mm-hmm. likes to play. Like he woke up yesterday and he was like, "Okay, let's let's." Let's play, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's great. Reconciliation, you know, because they're siblings now. Reconci- yes. <laughs> right. Brady, bring it home. What's the big, <laughs> the big takeaway from the message out there for people? Because I, I think every family has <clears throat> mm-hmm. some, some yeah. brokenness or some strife going yeah. on. Break it down. How do, mean, we, how do we pick this back together? I think, first of all, there's a lot of families where there's probably some despair. And um, just kind of lost hope that there can ever be something better there. But so first of all, I think there's there's no situation where there, there all hope is lost. Like Absolutely. there's always a chance mm-hmm. for reconciliation, for restoration. But I think the hard work of that is first looking inward to see what what could I do to start this conversation. And um, I think you mentioned it before praying that God would change our hearts. But I think that's a huge act of submission because you give something up when you do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like that desire to want to have your heart changed means that, uh-oh, God, if you change my heart, then I might let go of my grudge and now I'm not yeah. going to get what I want from the situation. And yep. so I, I think it's just this huge act of submission of just saying, okay, like I'm going to set aside everything that I want out of this and, and I'm going to look, look at the bigger picture. And so there's always hope. But in addition to that, that, there's also hard work that goes into that. But it's worth it. And then what happens when Esau, instead of hugging you, <laughs> holds the grudge still? Yeah. Well, and I, and I think I think this could kind of go along the lines, too, of in most of these situations, there's a need for some sort of forgiveness. And forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things that maybe it starts with forgiveness. Reconciliation may not always be possible, but... That forgiveness, Aaron mentioned this before, you kind of set yourself free. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you get yourself out from under being in prison. Like if that person just really will not even consider reconciliation, then at the end of the day, you can have peace knowing that I did what I could do. And, um, you know, even if we don't have reconciliation here and now, I think that's the other point is there's hope that goes beyond just our earthly relationships. And that's ultimately at the end of the day, because Jesus has reconciled us to the, mm-hmm. to the Father, that we always have hope in that, that, you know, reconciliation here now is good and it's something to be desired and something to be worked towards. But even if we don't have that, that there's still hope, there's still joy in what comes in, in the future um, when God reconciles everything. And so there's always hope, whether for this life or the next. And um, yeah, I, th- I think you can still have that peace knowing that you did all that you could do. Okay, I got an even tougher one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You you go, you say your piece of like, hey, here's what I did. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Would you forgive me? They say yes. They have something they should apologize for, but they don't. And they say, okay, great. We're, we're back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you let it go? Or do you ask, hey, um, <sighs> I would like you to apologize for this? Mm-hmm. I think in I think in the moment you let it go, okay. but as I think as you get to that point of reconciliation, maybe that opens the door to I, I don't know I mean every situation is different, but I would say you know we talk about having hard conversations, but first establishing a relationship. Mm, true. Maybe that's a place where you 
work to restore the relationship. I'm going to do what I can do to restore it. And now there's some peace developing. Maybe once you get on stable ground, now you can. But that's going to be a judgment call, too, because if you bring it up, maybe that blows the whole thing apart once again, mm -hmm. you know. But but can but, you truly be reconciled if they don't <clears throat> if they don't? I, see, I, I, I would say that's the challenge. <clears throat> and when I've been in those situations, what I've what I've tried to help people with is I think when Jesus is talking about it, as far as it mm. depends on you, that, yeah, you hold a debt or, or you forgive a debt. Right. Like just Whether like they Jesus make it up did. or not. Whether they that's... make it up or not, you you have to be willing mm. to forgive a debt. Mm -hmm. and, and some people are like, no, no, no. If I apologize mm -hmm. and they don't apologize, yeah. like I, I can't I can't be yep. reconciled to them. It's like, okay, but you're forgiven by them. And, and if they ever asked, you would be forgiven. Because like you said, there's a difference between reconciliation and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness means I have, I have let go holding a debt to you. Like mm -hmm. I, no matter I, what you've done. No matter, no matter what, what you've done, I am is. not out for justice. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. want you know, retribution. Right. Like I have let go of the debt you owe me. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to do that, like, yeah, um, I, I think sometimes... In, in order to be reconciled, you have to be willing to do that. But then, yeah, if they never mm -hmm. come back to, to yeah. and here's what I've done. So, so that's the question. What is forgiveness? Right. Is it a two-way street or is it a one-way street? Well, I, I think like, forgiveness is one way. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think forgiveness is I no longer hold a debt against you. Yeah. Um, because, and that's the language that Jesus uses. Jesus, when he talks, you know, when he's on the cross and he says it is finished, it's to It's a banking term, mm -hmm. meaning the debt's been paid. The, yeah. the, there is no more debt, you know? And I think in a relationship, that's what we have is, is someone has wronged us and they owe us a debt. Like whether it's an apology or they need to make financial restitute. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times is, are this stuff between it's family money? money. Yeah. It, oh, I mean, yeah. so many times it's money. And that's why it's like, man, when it comes to like, you know, there'll be things in our own family, you know, with we'll, we'll go with Joe's family somewhere and it's like, hey, we'll, we'll just pay that. Like, I don't mm -hmm. ever want money mm -hmm. to be like, yeah. we'll, we'll just do that. Like, we don't need to sit there and haggle over like, <clears throat> yeah. well, your kid ate that much and my kid <laughs> ate this much. So it's just like, no, like, we'll just pay. Just, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't even become a thing. Right. I, my, my, I have yeah. two things with that. Number one, and I've said this to you before. Um, I'll, I, I'm a, I talk to myself not loud all the time. I don't know. That's just the thing I've always done. And when I've gotten upset with somebody and I'll say, I can't believe they did that to me. How dare they do that to me? I don't deserve that. I deserve better than that. And I, I developed this. Okay. Now I got to flip the script on that. Now I'm, Jesus is saying, hey, how dare you? Look what mm -hmm. I did for you. Yeah, I don't right. deserve how you treat me. I don't deserve what, you, what you're doing. And that's so humbling and convicting in that moment that it doesn't matter then going to that other person and being like, okay, you need, to be, you need to be sorry. You need to tell me you're sorry. You need to, you know, like we need to get to a good spot here because it, none of it matters. None of it matters. How many times have I fallen short how many times have i sinned unaware and have not thoughtfully said okay that was wrong i'm sorry mm -hmm. it's all the time it's all the time you know so there, there's that piece of it which is convicting and just kind of turning turning it from this to this turning it back on me the other thing is have you ever apologized when you're when you feel completely like you're not in the wrong have oh, you yeah. ever been the first to yeah. apologize, you know, for with an argument or uh, what, you know, like a, a disagreement over something and, and apologize, but like, look, like I, there's only one way to get to get to resolve this. Mm -hmm. And that's if I kind of like fall on the sword here and say, I'm sorry. Right. It's called marriage. Right. <laughs> right. It yeah. really is. Uh, I've done yes. that. I've done that, you know, and, and, and with Sarah and I've even told her, like, sometimes I'll just apologize, you know, for the, for the dust up, just the whole, just the whole argument. I don't feel like I was at fault. But I'm going to go to you. I'm going to hug you and say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. it, almost, almost every time she embraces me and she goes, it's okay. Don't do it again. No, I'm just kidding. She embraces <laughs> me. She says, no, I'm sorry. Right. 
Like sometimes you just have to take that step mm-hmm. forward. I mean, people, we don't want to constantly be at odds with one another, mm-hmm. whether it's spouse or parents and kids or brothers or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case is. We don't want to be odds at one another. You just have to take that step and say, mm-hmm. you know what, it, whether you feel like you're right or wrong, just to say, I don't want this to, I don't want this to be like this. You know, right. let's mm-hmm. just, and that's a really hard thing to do, especially, especially, especially when you feel like somebody's wronged your family, yeah. wronged your kids, wronged your wife. Those are the really difficult things to, to let go of. But to what end? Mm-hmm. To what end? And the other thing to add to that, too, this makes me think of, you know, we had our Nebraska district pastors meeting a few, like a month ago, and it was all about reconciliation. And we kind of talked a little bit about how on the other side of reconciliation, on the other side of conflict, the bond you have is much deeper than it probably would have been if you'd never gone through conflict, if you get to that point of reconciliation. Mm. So it's almost like, not, not that you wish these things to come about, but you think about the bond that like Jacob and Esau had afterwards, like just with that shared experience of like, we've been through a lot and we came mm-hmm. through it together kind yeah. of. Like, I, I don't know, there's, there's almost like this idea, you don't, don't wish for conflict, but man, when you come out on the other side through reconciliation, if you can reach that point, I think you end up at a much stronger place than you ever would have been probably without it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but so yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, also one other piece to this is there's kind of a priority of relationships too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in one of those situations where like your spouse and your sister are always at odds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, there's an obvious choice in that, yeah. that relationship yeah. <laughs> that you should, you know, like, right, right. cause there are people that are like, I don't feel like my spouse takes my back. I think, I think that right. she goes with her family instead of, you know, like defending me or, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think in that situation, yeah, there, there needs to be a priority of relationships first. Like, okay, my spouse, like I'm with you. And, and I'm still going to work for reconciliation with you between you and them, you know, mm-hmm. but like if you have to pick sides, like I, I think it's very obvious your spouse, your kids, then your extended family, like it needs to go in that, that order. Um, just, to, just to, um, because that's, that's the priority of relationships we have when we get married, it yeah, says so the, the two become mm-hmm. one and they leave their father and mother, you know, like right. that's, and I think for a lot of people, that's a lot of the fighting in family mm-hmm. is like, no, 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 you, you and I talked about this, but then your dad said that. And so now we're doing that, you know, like you put yeah. your dad over me or you put, and that's mm-hmm. what causes this tension and, and fighting is, yeah. is not putting the relationship that's supposed to be first first because the first relationship is, is with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, but then it's like, Hey, where are you at in your, in, in your, your house, in your, well, in your status, you know, if you're single, like you keep, you know, but like if you're married, you, mm-hmm. that relationship needs to be first, yeah. you know, even above your kids. Yeah. You know, which, which take Jacob and Esau's story. Mm-hmm. Like if, if the parents had been on the same page of like, Hey, we can't do this. And we, you know, like yeah. that would have right. fixed a lot of things, yeah. you right. know? Um, and so I think, I think there is a priority of relationship because there's people out there that are like, well, you know, I'm not going to go against my mom. It's like, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to go with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah, it's true. Stuff. I think that's a lot. That's probably a lot of situations where it's spouse and and mother and in law. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, kind of like when you try and buy your in laws a dog. Yeah, I think it would have worked out <laughs> swimmingly. <laughs> in full circle. Mm-hmm. I think they would have loved it. So the lesson was yeah. you messed up. I didn't mess up. I didn't do anything. Now you have a dog. Yeah, she's adorable. You'll see. I'll what's, bring her. What's the name? I don't think we've said the name. Uh, yeah, Leah, Leah named her um, Lexus. Lexus. I, I did hear from inside that that's still in flux. So What? Just so you know. What are you talking about? From the inside. Uh, <laughs> perhaps you and your wife should have a conversation. Cause about she, the dog's name? Yes. So we'll see what the dog's name ends up oh. being. I don't really care. <laughs> Look at that falling on your sword. That's husbandry. I don't right care. There. Name the dog whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> when I walked into my closet this morning, 
and I realized I stepped into something, I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to clean it up. It's all right. I went and told my wife. I was like, well, I went in the closet and I stepped in something. But I'm on my way to clean it up. You didn't... The puppies were loose last night? No, I don't know when it happened. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know when it happened. And that's what made you get into the short shorts? I was on my way to put on my short shorts. Okay. Yeah. Got to let those hammies and quads breathe. <laughs> And with that, gosh, I am thankful for you, Pastor <laughs> Justin Brady. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. Thanks for taking the trip out. Uh, Brady, I said this to you um, while Justin was rooting through my home. Um, that I'm very, very uh, appreciative of what you brought to the table Sunday. It was, uh, it was great. Um, it was your, your message was well received. The delivery was, was wonderful. You went a little long. Yeah, you went a little long. It's okay. You went a little long. But I uh, appreciate you. Thanks for coming out here today, Your too. Delivery. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think, like you said, uh, you get more and more comfortable up there. <gasps> Your delivery gets better and better each time. It's and very natural. Yeah. I mean, Thank you. I, I don't think I don't think anymore anybody would step back and be like, oh, he, he doesn't seem comfortable up there. No, like, I think, not at all. I think, uh, I think watching that growth over the last two years has been awesome. It's special. But it means a lot coming from you guys. You yeah. know a lot about being up, up front, and so it means a lot. That's right. We're pretty much pros. And on that note, <laughs> have a great Thanksgiving. Have a Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>